Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey, everybody. I have my amazing client, Tiffany. Actually, don't don't know how to pronounce your last name. Chung. Chung. Okay, cool. Tiffany Chung with me. And she is a powerhouse and has an amazing story to share with y'all. And I'm here to hack her brain and ask her all the questions that you're going to want to ask her once I ask her to tell the story of her business, which by the way, has always been, it's always had an extraordinary story. Tell us all of it, but also including the recent part. So go tell us about you and how your business started, all of it. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. I started my business. It's coming up on two years, even though it feels like it's been so much longer. But essentially, my quick backstory of that was I'm a single mom. I've been on food stamps, essentially, like not knowing what money is, really like living below the poverty line, never feeling like I was ever going to have enough money to afford the things that I wanted for my daughter and for myself. And so I was always working several jobs, several side hustles. And I had a main day job that I was working that was my primary source of income while being a content creator on the side. And while, so, while going to school, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I'm in my last semester now. So the last like seven, eight years I've been in school doing all of this at the same time, multiple side hustles, essentially just trying to get like all the streams of income to put food on the table. So content creator, Loved what I was doing. Didn't ever see that as a business, though, even though I was growing my Instagram. So COVID hit, had that May 9 to 5 job. I got let go. And at that point, I was already kind of mentoring some people when it comes to Instagram growth. I was asked to speak on several panels. And so I was like, wait, there's something here. I can build something here. I know I can. And I just kind of dove in head first. I was like, it was almost this naivety of like, how could it not work? It's going to work. It's going to work. Because I had no idea about the coaching community or the industry at all. I was like, I'm going to be the first social media coach. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea that coaches existed. This was early 2020. So I was like, wow, I've coached. Like I could coach people on this. I know things I've worked in marketing and communications. I can coach. And then I like immersed myself and I was like, oh, whoa. I was like, whoa, there's so many people doing this. But still, I persevered and I was like, yeah, I love this. I love being able to coach and mentor people just like spark this fire within me. And so I did start out as a social media coach. I hit six figures within eight months. And then within the first year, I was crossing 200,000. And that's when I shifted into specifically business and helping people start their businesses and kind of start from scratch. So shifting from like influencers, which was my kind of world into coaches and coaches building a coaching business, which is what I do now, of course, infused with all of my magic and energetics and manifestation. So I'm coming up on two years and about to cross the half a million mark. So good. Okay. So what an amazing human being you are. What an amazing story. Now, tell us what evil thing I made you do when you came into the mastermind. <laughs> well, okay, 
I didn't make you do it. You did. You, you know, right. I powerfully. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So I had no idea what to expect going into the mastermind. At this point, I was still offering multiple services. Because in my you head, remember how like, many there were exactly? I think. Oh my god! It was like master classes, human design readings. I did like oracle card readings, one-on-one coaching. I had done like cohorted group programs, and then I had just launched my academy. Mm-hmm. And so. It was way too many. And I was thinking multiple streams of income. That's what I need to do in order to, you know, make money and succeed. Right. Air and I just, I couldn't, it like made my, like, I felt pain in my body watching you do that because you like, you all heard her. She has a child and she's going to school and is making a lot of money. All of her offers are like selling the selling like hotcakes, but she has no time for anything. She had no time for anything because all these people were like booking these one-off sessions and just like whatever. I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think your philosophy is like, whatever you want to buy, I'll like be there for you. Right. Right. It was kind of this idea of hitting people at multiple price points and having kind of that expansive product suite. And so I felt like that was just the way to go. That's what I had seen. I felt like it made sense in my head, but I was getting close to this point of overwhelm. So when I joined the mastermind, Simone was like, get rid of the one-on-ones, get rid of all the offers. I was like, what do you mean? And I was so afraid of burn, essentially burning those things down because I felt like if I didn't offer, and at that point I just launched my academy. So I think I let in like my first, maybe like 10 students, like the first couple of students. And I was like, I have no idea if this thing is going to sell. If I burn this down, my all my other offers what's going to happen, right? It was me kind of like trying to figure out how this was even going to work and if I could trust myself to do so. And even more than that, trust myself to expand that capacity of discomfort. Wow. Okay. So I think people, like you really need an appreciation of what a ballsy move this was, right? Like you you have like six different offers. They're all, you are running around like a crazy headless chicken and you're exhausted and you have no time for anything, but you're making good money. Right. Right. And you have a child to take care of and et cetera. And you're the, you're the sole breadwinner. And then like you have this new offer, which you've only sold at that point. How many did you say? Wait, which offer? Oh, the, the Academy. Oh, at that, uh, the price point at 55, 55. So how many had you sold? I had sold like close to 10. Yeah. So I think at that point. Yeah. So you have this brand new offer that you'd only sold 10 of, and you're contemplating like killing all of your other offers and going all in on just this one offer where you have no evidence that it can, you know, even come close to replacing your income. Right. Yeah. So what? Let me ask you this. And it feels like a million years ago, right? Even though it was only, what was it it, like October that we decided this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the thing that convinced you like this gamble is worth it? Because here's the thing. So many people in this position do not 
make that decision. They just keep, they'll like negotiate with me or rather with themselves. And they're going to be like, okay, well, I'll get rid of one offer. So I have five instead of six. And then they'll just keep negotiating. Well, I'll just do this for like a few more months, you know, but then you just, you just went for it. So what let you know that this is worth it? Yeah, that's a really good question. I feel like in the beginning, I didn't think it was worth it. I was like, I can't do that. And I think it was a process of just trusting that the way in which I was showing up in my business in those multiple offers was essentially energy leaks. Mm -hmm. And for someone like me, I'm a very highly sensitive empath. Like I'm very intuitive. I feel into my energy very, very deeply. And I knew there was that there was a part of me that definitely knew like I could, this was not sustainable and being available to so many different people also showed me that I think what helped switch one of the many things that was like, if I was offering these different offers at different price points, why was I expecting that people didn't want my signature program and the best way of working with me? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to, offer two offers and one of them is $50 and another one is at 5k initially right people are going to think well if i can just work with her for $50 maybe i'll be able to get what i need and so it really was me shifting my coach concept my highest self concept of who i was as a coach and that didn't happen overnight and it also was me shifting this concept of my clients that I wanted to attract completely different clients as I moved into this next phase in my business. I didn't want to just attract clients who were so ready to sign up for a quick one-time masterclass and weren't ready to do the work and the healing and really immerse themselves into the learning that the academy asked of them. I wanted people who were like a fuck yes for the academy, not just a fuck yes for that kind of band-aid solution that would work for a little bit, but wasn't a long-term strategy. So I think that was one of the first things that I did, as well as looking at my offer concepts. So taking that idea of the spirit of my business, which I love, I started speaking to the spirit of my academy and I started connecting. Yeah, I started connecting and co-creating with my academy and where I saw it down the line. And I knew that wasn't congruent to what my business looked like then. And so I started shifting and shifting and yeah, it's been wild. Okay. So we just gave away all the secrets of the mastermind, (laughs) which is (laughs) you want to scale your business. You want to get clear on who you decide to be, right? You have to get clear on your intentional thoughts about you. You can't keep all your old thoughts about who you are as a coach and all your old thoughts about who your clients are and the kind of, like you can't want to drag the exact same kind of clients along and then expect to catapult to the next level of income. You just can't. You have to decide if you want to, you know, scale, you have to decide to be available to only work with this next caliber of clients, right? And and that doesn't necessarily mean like people with more money. It's just maybe commitment, right? At a different level. Exactly. 
And you have to also get deliberate about what you want to think about your offer, right? So you can't let, you know, random people's opinions or like random fear voices in your brain, like dictate what you think your offer should be. You have to decide this is the best offer. This is where people get the greatest value. This is where they they get the greatest transformation. And this is where I, I attract my best clients. And you just have to be the one to decide this is it. Why? Because I choose to believe it. Right. And then. So that's that's what we worked on in the mastermind. It's like creating your beliefs on purpose and then learning how to like really live into them and embody them and feel them in your body and have them become your new truths. And of course, the next, the other really big part of it is partnering with the spirit of your offer with your academy and almost like, did it feel this way to you, Tiffany? Because it always feels to me like it really is like a dance. It's like a tango or a salsa or whatever, where I'm not like, even if I'm leading, right? It's not like I'm doing all the work and you're just following. It really has to be like both people dancing together and like watching and feeling in th- into the other person's moves and like responding, yeah. right? What was it like for you to to be in that dance? Yeah, 100%. And you're referring specifically to kind of that coaching and that relationship, right? Or are you speaking specifically about the offer? Well, both, I guess. Yeah. But, but, but I was speaking about the about, about the spirit of the offer because we don't think of... I mean, if you listen to this podcast, if you've been around me a while, you probably he- have heard me refer to the spirit of your business a million times. But I also happen to believe that every offer that you have... Let's say you created a program or you want to create a program. You want to create a new offer. Like each offer, each thing that you create has its own spirit. Mm-hmm. And the minute you decide to create something is you enter into creative partnership with the spirit of that thing that has chosen you to be its partner, right? And so it sounded like, you can tell me if I'm wrong, it sounded like the spirit of the academy. What's the full name? Business Activation Academy. Okay. So the Business Activation Academy, BAA, has chosen chosen Tiffany to work with it. And then you like, let yourself be led in that process, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like even when I was putting together the modules, like it was this process of channeling where I felt like I was of course taking experience and knowledge, but but some of it was like, it was like a, a complete download of what I felt people needed to hear and what was integral in those beginning stages of building a coaching business. And it was a lot of listening and honoring the nudges. Mm -hmm. So it really is a dance, absolutely, where I felt like I had the option to follow or to not or to listen to that top of my shoulder or that nudge, or I call it the pull, right? When you start feeling that nudge of wanting to start your own coaching business, like that desire is sacred. It's there for a reason. I gave this example on a live yesterday where I was like, I never wake up in the middle of the night thinking of something like woodworking, right? I thought about coaching because I am so drawn to it. There's a reason that that's there, right? I'm not drawn to woodworking because I don't want to be a fucking woodworker. Like I want to be a coach, right? So the reason... (laughs) 
the, the reason that you feel these desires and you have these fantasies and you have these visualizations and even like inner dialogue of like, oh, what would I say to a client if they said this? It's like, it's because you want to be a coach. There is something beyond you and beyond the physical realm of what's happening. I'm already getting like goosebumps because you're being drawn to whatever it is that's meant to be birthed through you. You are the vessel that the spirit of your business and the spirit of this offer has chosen to be the physical manifestation and incarnation of that idea. And that is the medicine that the world needs to hear. And guess what? There are already predestined people that the spirit of your business is going to draw to you who need to hear this specifically from you. Ah, goosebumps. I am here for, I love listening to you because it's like the same things I say, but you say them in your own way. And it's just so beautiful. Um, there's going to be people who need, who need to hear it exactly in the way that you said it, just like you said, which is meta. So that's all beautiful, but let's talk about the part where you <laughs> freaked out yeah, and it felt right. like everything was falling apart and you're going to be broke forever. <laughs> oh my God. I was on this couch, like in shambles, just feeling like, especially I think it was like late December, January, a little bit of February where I was just like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I have no idea where this is going. This is not working, right? Like my brain, I was having these thoughts of it's not working because I was equating a lot of things like my worth and the success of the academy and all these things to seeing certain numbers and results. And I also made a switch from it being a group cohorted container to an evergreen container. It just felt like something that I should do. I truly feel like it was from the spirit of the academy itself, where it just felt so much more effortless. It felt really, really good to be able to do that. But then the second I did that, I was like, oh my God, what if I made a terrible mistake? Like, what am I doing here? It was a lot of, it was definitely a lot of self-doubt. It was a lot of like having to catch myself from spiraling and, you know, checking my emails or just trying to see any evidence of it working, almost kind of coming from this graspy energy. And I remember there, I don't even remember if it was like a specific day or something that just switched in me, but it was, and I think it was just through coaching in the mastermind and kind of continuing to bring this up. And I remember saying like, oh, it just felt so effortless last year when I was selling things like one-on-ones, right? Like it felt so effortless then. And my brain was like, it was because of the offer. It's so easy. And you were like, no, it's because you had these specific thoughts last year that you're not holding right now. And so slowly, I felt like I kind of brainwashed myself into believing that it was working. I was like, I'm just going to choose to decide and believe that it is working. And right before I did that, I felt like I was climbing this ladder of let me get to this next level. Let me heal this next thing. Mm-hmm. Let me get to this next 
I love it. Healing hustle. (laughs) Everybody's so many people are on the healing hustle. It's like, I'm going to heal. I'm going to heal my way to the next level. And it's just very like disguised. (laughs) It's so funny because I used to hustle through my actions and I feel like my brain was like, what's the next thing I can hustle through? Like, let's hustle through thoughts and energy and healing. Right. And I'm like, that's exactly the way that I should not be approaching it. But it was funny how my brain was like, okay, well, once I've detoxed from this, you know, then I'm going to reach that next level, that next embodiment. And I remember it was on a coaching call where I felt like something just shifted in me and where I was like, well, what if I didn't have to do any of that? What if I didn't have to climb to that next level, to that next ladder, that next rung of the ladder in order to then experience some far away (laughs) uh, dream goal that just keeps getting further and further and further? What if it wasn't external and it was actually right here, right now? Like, What if it was already done, right? What if I get to decide and declare that right now? And so- I felt like something shifted from like, here is the goal and I have to do X, Y, Z to get to this place because I'm somehow not worthy. I was able to then call in exactly who I decided to be and decide that I was worthy right now. See, this is so powerful. What I, the thing is, everybody is going to want to know everybody wants to know, like, what did you do? What were the thoughts that got you to relax and trust? Like, what is the process that you followed? How did you self-suit? Like all these things. And the truth of how it always happens when somebody gets to the other side, it's rarely one step or even three steps. It's rarely one thing that you do. What I saw was like, Tiffany was just in the river of misery for a good while, like a couple of months, Right. And that that whole time it was just like just like pain and pain and pain and then resisting and resisting. And it's like everything's good. And then um, what am I doing? And but the whole time you didn't just check out, like you showed up for coaching, for self-coaching, like every day. Like you stayed engaged with the process. So that was the first thing that I was like, I mean, not the first thing, but that was one thing. I was like, okay, so that's like if there ever would be, if there were to be a manual for how to, you know, manage, navigate these things, that would be it. Like stay with the process. And then I also saw you, you know, like being engaged and, and very being like actively being very curious. Like you were willing to look everywhere, right? You're willing to explore everywhere. And every bit of coaching that was offered to you either by me or one of your peers even if it might have not entirely like sunk in right away you really you took it to heart right and and the, i think for the most significant things taking the coaching that you offered like getting the transformation that you like intellectually understand but it hasn't really sunk in yet i think it always happens in layers it's not like you hear one thing that somebody says and you're like oh my gosh my whole being is changed the floodgates have now opened like, <laughs> i mean sometimes, sometimes. it's like that but it's rare right? right more often it's just incremental it's gradual you hear your coach say something you're like what the fuck is she talking about and then the <laughs> next week and you're like okay maybe like three percent of that makes sense. And then the next week, right. And so 
it's it's incremental it's gradual it involves you just being available to feel lots of discomfort lots of drama lots of fear without getting like swallowed up by it yeah and and so i saw you being like so courageous and being in so much integrity with your own process during that entire time and then there was this one time when all of that work was had built up and in one moment i just saw you kind of relax relax not into not doing anything but relaxing into trusting and believing in your success believing in your own brilliance believing believing in the inevitability of how amazing this is going to be and i saw you relax and almost immediately right <laughs> tell us what happened next immediately oh my god you literally told me to you're like tiffany exhale <laughs> you need to exhale <laughs> and i was like <laughs> like constricted i felt like i was like holding on so tightly because i was like it's not happening it's not happening why is it not happening yeah. universe what's going on? i was like yeah. getting into this like frantic energy and you were like exhale relax right it's it's gonna be fine and i feel like it, in that moment, it and this doesn't always happen, something did shift immediately for me after I heard your words. And I felt like I was able to fully, like, it was like a trust fall with the universe. Mm-hmm. I was able to, like, fully release and let go and be like, okay, I trust you. I trust the spirit of my business. I trust the spirit of BAA. I trust that this was meant to be birthed through me. Like I 110% believe that this academy is going to and and is and has changed the lives of people building their coaching business and I just believed in it so deeply that I was like I'm willing to be patient and I'm willing to wait and I'm willing to experience that discomfort. And I feel like in between those months of like late December to February ish, I really allowed that those emotions to process within my body in a way that I don't think that I ever have. Mm. I think that these emotions came up for me and I would try to kind of push them away. I would try to process them and it would feel really big. And when I allowed myself to process those emotions, literally I visualized opening a door into my brain and just telling them, like making them tea and then saying, hey, you can stay as long as you want. You can literally just chill here and I will be okay. And once that didn't scare me anymore, I felt like I was like unlimited, right? Mm -hmm. I felt like all the boundaries had fallen down and I was like, okay, I can just run these experiments. I can show up in my business and I can allow myself to trust fall and trust the universe. And I feel like as soon as I made that shift, I allowed myself to show up in the way that I wanted to by making a super fun three-day video series and just showing up and speaking and being and resting. And that was like end of February, early March. I want to pause here and insert. Okay. But the the shift that I saw was like before when your brain is freaked out, you like what you're answering to is your brain asking like, what should we do? Like what's going to work? What's going to convince them? What's going to create the sale? And then you shifted from that mode to what would be fun. Yeah. 
And that's such an important, like, like you went from like should to just following your fun and instantly all the energy changed, like the quality of ideas you had changed, the way you show up to your people. Change. I mean, this is, this happens for everybody once they make that shift and you cannot get into a place of being able to ask yourself what would be fun unless you are like exhaling first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and then part of that was like just stopping looking to what was okay, right? What was quote unquote, okay? What is that thing that other people might be doing that maybe I can do, which I feel like I had kind of shifted out of already, but I feel like I fully released that where I was like, nope, fuck that. I'm going to show up in the way that feels good to me. And I'm going to stop talking myself out of the ways that I want to show up out of the ways that I want to serve my community out of the ways that I authentically speak and and be a human being in this world. And so I feel like once I gave myself permission to do that and was not, you know, kind of stifling and like being like showing up as me, but this kind of smaller crumpled up version of me, I was like, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And I just get to have so much fun with it. And my eye isn't necessarily on this kind of transactional result. It was to have as much fun as possible, to serve as much as possible to my clients and people who aren't my clients yet. I feel like when I did that, it like opened up the floodgates and March isn't even over yet. And it's already been a 60K plus month coming from like barely making anything with the Academy. And that shift I feel like happened once I was able to fully release. And in in the middle of that temporary, you know, drought, you were like, I don't even, I don't even know when my, when the next sale is coming in. And I don't feel like I have enough in my bank account, but I'm still going to invest in the mystery room because, oh my God. and, and that just, yes. that's just like another piece of like, I trust myself. Like I trust my yeah. business and I yeah. that's a part of it. Right. Oh my God. 100% because my mom is an accountant. She's worked for some really big companies. And so I have her do bookkeeping for me because she's so smart and she knows what she's doing. And I remember talking to her about this literally in that drought of like money's not coming in. Like she's very strategic, like very analytical, very logical. I'm very like in the clouds and she's just like, Tiffany, Tiffany. (laughs) I'm like, oh, money's just going to come. Right. And that was when the side swished. I was like, I was like, mom, trust me, money's just going to come. I know that it's always flowing to me. And she's like laughing, right? She's like ruthless. <laughs> what are you she doesn't on? give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. She was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> and I just saw her like stare at me kind of <laughs> like I just walked off a spaceship, which she looks at me like that all the time. But something <laughs> I, I, be- I feel like I believed for the both of us that mm-hmm. something in her kind of switched. And she was like, she went from like Tiffany to, to like, oh, okay. Okay. All right. I I trust you. And it was because and I didn't I didn't have any factual evidence of like, oh yeah, money is confirmed and on the way. I just knew that it was coming. And I felt pulled to be in that room and I knew that in some way shape or form the universe was going to make it happen. I was going to make it happen and I was going to be supported. And it was really funny cuz I think like not even like a week or two later I had a, what was it? It was like a 30K week. 
And it was insane. Like it just felt like, yeah, within like the first 10 days of March, it just literally flooded in where it was like the universe going like, hey, I got you, right? I feel like when you take that leap, the universe sees it and is like, yeah, that's the type of faith I'm talking about. I think the amount of money that flows in is literally exactly proportional to like your self-trust. Yeah. Your, your self-trust, your willingness to have your own back. And I guess another factor there is your willingness to allow discomfort, which is another right. function of your self-trust. It's like, how bad are you willing to feel and still trust yourself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was expecting that discomfort to last much longer. And I was going to be okay with that. Like mm-hmm. I had gotten to a point where I was just like, I'm open to this. I accept this. I allow this because I know what I'm doing is going to be long-term and this discomfort it's short-term it's temporary yeah i can process it another thing i think is really important to note here for everybody who's listening is that i guess i get asked all the time how long it takes someone to make it as a coach to start earning lots of money and i think you are such an example that like you haven't been a coach like two years, a year, right? And this is these are the kind of results you're creating. And that just goes to prove it doesn't take time, right? What it is, I think, I think coaches make money not proportional to the time that they've taken trying to make it work or whatever, but I think it's directly proportional to like truly like how much you walk the talk as a coach. Because mm-hmm. even though Tiffany's a bit you know, called herself a coach for only a short amount of time, if you just like listen to this entire conversation, like the amount of like courage that she regularly exercises, the amount of like the level of like emotional skill that she has to navigate these really big, potentially scary uh, decisions in the direction that of like, you know, in an intentional direction her ability and willingness to tolerate discomfort, her ability and and willingness to like stand in her belief and go through unglamorous, like droughts, like painful periods to really like see the process through to the other side. Like these are all to me elements of like phenomenal, like maturity in terms of your ability to self coach. And also, you know, not to mention things like hearing coaching that's really hard to hear or your coach suggests doing something that makes you freak out and then instead of just shutting it out and then just resisting like being really curious right and staying with the process day after day even though it sucks etc etc so all of this is to me I just made up this concept just right now but it's it really is like self-coaching maturity and that is where you really know you are walking the talk. Like when you tell your clients to feel their emotions, when you tell your clients to believe in themselves and take a risk, when you tell your clients to like stand in their beliefs, even doing the thing that their family members think is crazy, you're not just telling them, like you're living it, right? And so it's that alignment between action and your words. It's that alignment between what you preach and what you do that creates this beautiful integrity that is so easy for everyone to smell like it literally you smell of it and then people just buy from you so 
it doesn't necessarily take time to develop that level of self-coaching, that maturity. But even if it does take time, that's not a problem, right? Like we all have different paths that we take towards like becoming the person that we're meant to be. That's which is different from everybody else. But for everybody who wonders to themselves, like how long does it take? Like how much longer is it going to take me? Because like, I think it's taking me too long or whatever. I would just ask like, what if it wasn't time at all? And it was just 100%, like my willingness to, like what we talked about earlier to tolerate as much discomfort as it takes to really, really have my own back, to really, really trust, to really get into belief and kind of like do exactly what I tell my clients to do, like to be the living example of that. Like, what if that was the factor and you could just like stop thinking about time? Right. And what if that was your soul's curriculum and lesson? Yes. Like that's the real learning. Totally. That's the real result. Yeah. hundred percent. Is there anything else that you would like to tell people who are in a similar position as you? They are looking to scale. They're making good money. They suspect that they probably have some big decisions to make, to simplify, and they're scared. (laughs) Yeah. I think what I've learned from Simone is really keeping things simple and fun. Like, I feel like that's sometimes very underrated and it truly is a game changer, right? If you feel like there are leaks in your business and in the way that you're showing up, what are ways that you can simplify them? Or what are some things that you're holding on to in fear that people maybe won't invest in your, I don't love this word, but like higher ticket offer, right? Or your signature offer. And where is that coming from? I would really encourage you to just explore those thoughts and really just get curious. Like Simone said, like, even if I got coaching that I didn't like, or I was like, how dare Simone, I would still sit with it and just sit with that discomfort of like, okay, why does this feel uncomfortable? Why does this feel like ass? And is it okay that it just kind of feels like that for a little bit as I move through it and allow myself to be a human being and love myself through it and love my humanity. I think that was another really big one is like it goes hand in hand with trust. But like I've never loved myself more as a human being as I have through this process, regardless of what has ended up happening in terms of results or money or whatever a milestone may be. I have decided that regardless what happens, I have my own back, right? Something that Simone was able to teach me, something I was able to dig into myself and experience. And I think once you have that, you are unstoppable and it allows you to create these experiments in your business and in your life and allow you to follow what lights you up, listen, and actually jump into the desires of the spirit of your business and trust yourself to take something that feels insane and be able to follow through with it because you know that at the end of the day, you have your own back. I think that that is a really powerful lesson to learn and allows you to be in that discomfort just a little bit longer, allows you to experience maybe uncomfortable emotions in order to create the flow or the ease 
or that kind of coming home to your business feeling that it expands you to be able to fully receive and step into. So beautiful. I get tons of questions from people who are wondering where to go, where to start if they have the thought they're like, they have an inkling. Like, I think I would love to be a coach, but I have no idea where to start. And none of my programs are really the best fit for them because like my programs are already for people who know their coaches and who have started businesses. And so if you want to start a coaching business and you don't know where to start (laughs) and you just, you want to go from where you are to like, I have a coaching business. I love it. I know how how to offer what I love. I know how to um, help people. I feel confident charging for it. The place to go that I I always recommend to people is Tiffany's program, uh, Business Activation Academy. So how can people find that and you? Yeah, absolutely. So I hang out the most on Instagram at tiffanychung.co. That's C-H-E-U-N-G. And then in the link in my bio, you will be able to access Business Activation Academy. The way that I approach starting a coaching business is essentially not starting with anything you think that you should start with, like a website and freebies and funnels and all this complicated shit that you truly may not need until way deeper in your business. I actually have you start with truly owning your magic. I call it your secret sauce. And then jumping in to start coaching clients for free right, or at a discounted rate and really allowing you to gain that experience, that confidence, that feedback in order to refine, right? depending who who do you want to coach? What do you want to coach on? What are things you don't want to coach on? right? All of those things that happen inside our heads back and forth before we even take action or the long to-do lists and brain dumps can be dissipated by starting to take some messy action in the beginning and then learning to refine, learning to show up and really sell from a place of knowing who the fuck you are and a simple offer that you get to create your first one-on-one simple offer. So if that's you and you're feeling the pull, you're feeling that tap on your shoulder, you can click the link in my bio or tiffanychong.co slash BAA and always happy to chat about anything uh, I brought up in this episode or anything that kind of brought up in you. I love it. So if you want to start an amazing coaching business, if you want if you want to have the best possible start without having to come up with a fucking elevator pitch or have to, you know, pay people to set up a funnel or whatever complicated shit, if you want to do it in the most organic, magical way that draws on your uniqueness, Tiffany's your coach. So go find her and I'll leave the rest of her links on the show notes. Tiffany, uh, I'm sure this is only the first of many future conversations. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. I hope you all took copious notes and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 unsolicited copy tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.